Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, a place where you can learn how to use digital and social media to drive your business and personal brand. And now your hosts, A. Lee Judge and Dante Carter. Once again, welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect with your audience. I'm A. Lee Judge. And I'm Dante, the PR guy, Carter. All right, the PR guy. So uh, we might have uh, missed you for a week or two. It's been a very, very, very busy week for the both of us. Busy in a beneficial way, though. In a beneficial way. That's right. So, you know, something I noticed from our last podcast, Dante, we need to go ahead and give our contact information at the beginning of the show rather than the end. So do, do the honors. Please give us how they can contact you. I'm everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Dante Carter, Carter Media Group. That's Dante, D-O-N-T-A-Y-E. Follow along. I'm throwing out all kinds of nuggets. Okay, okay. If you're going to keep turning towards me, you need to move your microphone because you need to talk to the audience and not to me. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Make sure our quality, our content is quality that we're producing as well. Uh, I'm A. Lee Judge. Find me on LinkedIn at A. Period Lee Judge. Uh, and also on my website, contentmonster.com, M-O-N-S-T-A. Dot com. So, Dante, as you may know, I made a little bit of a, a trip last week. A big trip. A big I, trip that was very uh, relevant to the topic of our show. Big content? Big content. It was, <laughs> it was being content. Yes. While I was there, I had to, to, to uh, practice what I preached and be yeah. some content. So, you know, um, I, was, I was sitting here and I was, I was just like, I know we've been busy. We've been missing one another. And I was sitting here. And my way of keeping up with people checking in is, is checking their social media feeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking your social media feeds. You're walking around with a backpack. And I'm sitting over here like, what is he doing? Is he is he going to school with the kids? What's going on? <laughs> and then I hear you mention Content Marketing World 2018. And I was yes. just like, okay, what is going on here? And what made you want to go? Talk to me. Fill me in. So th- this event is what I've heard about for several years. I think it's about uh, six to eight years in the going right now, and it's it's put on by Content Marketing Institute, and uh, I'm not even so sure when it started. If I was even myself keyed into what content marketing would become in terms of the world of marketing, uh, but this year I just I could not miss it. I could not allow myself to be a content monster, so to speak, and have a company <laughs> <laughs> based on creating content and not go uh, be with my people, yeah. so to speak, right? And, uh, and it was everything that I expected it to be. It was 4,000 people who understood the value of content as it regards to business. Wow. 4,000 people. 4,000. So I felt like I had made some kind of pilgrimage to the content mecca, so to yeah. speak. Uh, I'm sure Joe Paluzzi, the, the founder the Paluzzi, the founder that would love to hear that, that I went to the content mecca. <laughs> to, so uh, you yeah. go to the content mecca. And what what are your takeaways? What did you go up there? What did you see? What did you taste? What did you touch? And say, you know what? This is mine. 
And I want to share this with my clients. Yeah. So as I mentioned in one of my LinkedIn posts, the the, the event is very, the, the topics are very wide. So the night before, basically, I went through their app with the, had their schedule on it and had to just put a star beside the one or two I wanted to go to during each session. Yeah. So for every one hour session, there could have been eight or nine or 10 sessions going on at the same time. Wow. So you had to pick your, your track. And, and most people, you know, won't fit so cleanly into one track. Um, so for me, my interest was, you know, creating content for B2B. It was how to empower sales teams to use that content. And also I want to get a taste of some of what some of the agencies are doing in some ways to better grow a content agency, um, which is, which is what I'm doing as well. So it was great to be amongst those, those, um, like-minded people. Yeah. I know that had to be powerful, powerful experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so some of the tracks, the, some of the sessions I went to uh, were along those lines. Um, and, you know, even taking the keynotes into consideration as well as the sessions, uh, some of the themes that I, I could say kind of tied it all together, things that I heard no matter what session I was in, uh, there were things based around attention. Yeah. Like whether it's getting attention of your customer, getting attention of a prospect, um, getting attention of people internally within your company. Um, or just learning, getting attention of new new eyes and new ears on whatever you're you're promoting or whatever you're selling, uh, or whatever your organization's cause is. Um, so tied to that attention, the next thing that always came up was one of your favorite things, which was telling a good story. Ooh, you know I love storytelling. <laughs> In fact, there were at least, and there were probably more, but I saw at <laughs> least five to six sessions specifically on storytelling. You know I love storytelling, don't you? I, I, yeah, I heard it once or twice. You know I love storytelling, <laughs> don't you? I think you might have mentioned it. <laughs> and you know, some of the examples that I saw people give, um, you know, they, they range from something I know you hear this a lot is that people think their company can't tell a story. They don't think they're worthy of a story. And they range from from my specialty, which is helping a person be content and tell mm-hmm. their story. They are a story. Yeah. All the way up to you know, big organizations trying to figure out, well, I sell hardware. Where's there a story in that? You know, and I think people came away from some of these sessions learning just how, A, what a story is in terms of business and two, how to create a compelling story uh, no matter what industry they're in. You know, the one thing that I think people fail to realize is how long storytelling has been around. Mm-hmm. This isn't a new concept. It might be new to marketing. It might be be new to a few uh, PR agencies. I hope not. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's I mean, we're talking about stories that traveled um, from beginning of time from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. to the hieroglyphics. I mean, they, we're surrounded by stories. And that's why they resonate so well, because it creates an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think people say, oh, brand, brand, brand. You know, it's it's not your brand until you own your story. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get down to the nitty gritty of, okay, what is that story? And so, you know, I, <laughs> I, I have a, a lot of people who tell me, you know, you talk so much in the theory. Give me an example. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to start off with an example this time. OK. And so one of. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I work primarily with a, with a lot of attorneys and I remember I was working with a criminal defense attorney. We're sitting down and um, he's uh, we're, we're preparing for a press conference mm-hmm. and I'm talking to him about his story. And he's like, oh, man, I don't have a story. I don't have a story. 
And I was like, really? <laughs> he was like, no, nah, I don't have a story. I was like, well, why, why are you an attorney? I, I'm just an attorney. I was like, oh, so you're, you're an attorney because you're just an attorney. And I had, to, I had to pull, prick and pry for a little bit. Um, but he finally opened up. And so he... That's that uh, reporter in you coming out. Oh, man, definitely. <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I think that's why I love storytelling so much is because I was a reporter. I understand how a well-told story can really create this emotional connection that money can't buy. But getting back to, to get, story, we, need, we need to get back to that, yeah. to that when you finish this because you, <laughs> you hit on something very important there. But go ahead. But getting back to that story, so we're, um, I'm pricking and prying. And finally, he said, you know what, Dante? I, uh, I was finishing up college, and um, I was heading back to, um, to, see, to see my wife. He got married really early, and um, she was in labor, mm-hmm. and I was falsely arrested. He said I was pulled over. Um, might have been something dealing with his taillight, and he had a gun on him, but he had all of the legal rights to have that gun in his car, but he was arrested. And so not only is he sitting in a jail cell on Thanksgiving, but while his wife is holding their newborn in the hospital, he was not there for those moments. And I said, yo, my brother, (laughs) this is your story. Like you're a criminal defense attorney. By the way, we're on the edge of our seat listening to you tell the story of the story. Yeah. But go ahead. But (laughs) my whole point was like, why else if I... If I need a criminal defense attorney, I want somebody who understands what I went through. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that I can relate to. I want somebody that I know can go to bat for me. And so I'm telling his story and I'm telling it back to him. And he's wiping his eyes. I was like, you're wiping your eyes. You're wiping your eyes because it, it's impactful. But you know who else are going to wipe their eyes? Your target audience is going to wipe their yeah, eyes. Those tears are proof. Yeah. <laughs> proof that your story is powerful. And so... People say, well, how do you tell that story? Well, sometimes that story is being told in a video format. Sometimes it's told in in a blog series, right? So uh, there's a doctor that I work with. She just had a child. What do you always see? You always see mothers blogging about their experience into motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. But you never see that from a physician standpoint. So you've got 15 years of experience, right, that you've, with book knowledge that you've <laughs> taken and to a hospital where you're helping these women, then you finally have a child of your own. What's that experience like? Matter of fact, let's backtrack. What would you maybe do differently with patients going forward now that you have a child, now that you can relate to them 100%? And what's the message that you would share? And so that that her story is told over a series of blogs. Mm-hmm. And so there are different ways that we can tell our story, which goes back to you and, uh, and being content, be content, and really telling that story, but it's it's really allowing people to connect with you beyond just your brand, beyond just the building, and beyond just the titles. Time for a soundbite, Dante. You have a <laughs> you have a background as a reporter, yeah. So storytelling and pulling the story out of someone comes natural to you. So my question is, we we've already seen how often, more often than not. Business people think there's not a story there. So one of the things I saw in the conference was a session, a whole session on how to pull out a story, you know, of someone. So really quick, give us some tips on you're talking to a business person who thinks they don't have a story. What are some of the techniques a person can use to pull a story out of somewhere where they think there is no story? You know, what's so funny. 
I've got to do that tomorrow. <laughs> okay. And so I, what will I, you do? And so my whole deal is let's clear out the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. I need eight hours from you. Yes, eight hours. Eight hours. Because we're going to get deep. We're going to get deep. Can I do it in three? Yeah. But I want to get deep. I want to get to the nitty gritty. And I want to, it's, for me, it's about really showing you the value of your story. So we're going to get in there and we're going to get deep. And I want you to, to this agenda that you have, clear out your day. Because I want you focused on this session. I don't want you focused on anything else. It's hard for you to think about your story when you're thinking about the to-do list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when we sit down, it's, hey, let's, let's take a step back. Talk to me about your childhood. It's all about getting people it's comfortable. It's like a psychiatrist uh, but, session. But it's all about <laughs> helping people to get comfortable because okay. it's in their comfort that that story comes to life. Okay. Because as long as they're uptight, as long as they're like, I don't have a story, leave me alone. I don't have a story. Why are you pr- picking and prying? I'm not going to. I like to get away from pricking and prying. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and let's talk. Tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your school that you went to. Oh, interesting. So you went to Yale. Wow, that's that's amazing. Oh, and you went to Yale because your your great grandfather went to Yale. Oh, wow, great grandfather. And a grandfather before him was a slave that bought his freedom. Wow. And he worked as that grandfather that bought his freedom worked as a janitor at Yale University. Oh, that's impactful. And some days he would bring his son with him to work and say, you know, one day you could attend this university. And when that child finally attended, when he got old enough and he attended that university, he became the first African-American to graduate from an Ivy League medical school. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, you start to peel back these layers and you're sitting here like this is an amazing story. Or you know what? It may be it may not even be about an African-American. It might it might be about a a. a an Irish American. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you this. So yeah. you said eight hours. So a business person would be shied away from, you want me to give up eight hours of my day to tell you the story? Question is, um, what are you looking to, what's your output from that? In other words, is this for, I could see eight hours perhaps being for if you are working for a company that's going to develop a whole year worth of content or you're going to develop a whole campaign I could see putting eight hours of what would be considered discovery into developing a whole campaign. But, but that's, that's so how what much it content. Is. Yeah, I was going to clarify for yeah. our listeners that we're not doing this. You wouldn't do that to create no, no, one no. article. It's, it's not it's, just it's not just creating one article. It's not just creating video. It's it's about creating your it's about taking your story to create a narrative for your company and allowing okay. people to connect with that narrative. And so and that's why I mentioned about whether it's blogging whether it's um, making videos, it's all about identifying, okay, what the story is and what's going to be the best means of showing that story. Because we always Mm -hmm. talk about showing and not telling. What's the best way to allow people to visualize that story? Mm. And then from there, what's the means of distributing that story? So once you understand the big story, then you can go to work. You or I, the company, in this case, an agency or a PR company, whatever, would go to work saying, okay, now we know the story. Let's develop means by showing that story, yes. whether it be writing, video, audio. And from there, we can start creating content because we understand the story well enough to create more and more and more content uh, on repetition based on us knowing the story. Yeah. You know, when I was brought into the Fulton County uh, DA's office, I was their youngest director of public affairs. But what made me so what what made me such a prime candidate? 
was my understanding of social media. And that was an area that he struggled in. And it's, it's not that he just wasn't great at it. It's just he didn't grow up with it. It's different. I'm a younger guy. I understand social media. What I also understood is the person that everybody sees on the news, the person they see in public, isn't the same person they see on social media. And so when we're talking about those eight hours, we're talking about really pulling out who you are. Because the, if there's one thing that I do know, if the person that people meet in public doesn't match the person that they see on social media, doesn't match the person that they see on the news, doesn't match the content, then people get disconnected because they know that's not an authentic person. I need to make sure that when I'm emphasizing for someone to be content, that I also let them know to be authentic content, be the real content you are. Authenticity matters. Okay, well, Dante, to to wrap up this today's quick show and recap uh, of the things that, you know, I learned that content marketing marketing world and things that I thought about related to you so much in regards to storytelling. Every time I heard the term storytelling, I thought Dante should be hearing this because he's the master storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the one I want to grab this thing, this one last thing, real quick before before we go, which was making content mean something. And you know, when the conversation came up of making content mean something, once again, it came back to storytelling. Because I think what's happening is, I know what's happening is, today, you know, we're in the era, I heard this phrase used so many times, the era of fake news. Uh, People are starting to understand that there's some technology behind marketing in terms of, you know, people are finally getting around to this ad was given to me for a reason. This ad was sent to me because of something they've been tracking me where I've been, what I've browsed, what I've done, where I shop. Yeah. And because people are getting keen to that, it's harder and harder to advertise. Yeah. Right. Uh, a few years back, it was called banner blindness because you would scroll a web page and you start ignoring the right column, the top column because of banners. <laughs> so now we're getting advertising blindness. You watch TV, commercial comes on, you go straight to your phone, you start reading something, you start consuming content from your phone instead of advertising, right? So what's happening is content is replacing advertising to a certain extent, but then we're also learning that content has to mean something. We're we're making decisions not so much with our visual mind, but with our heart, mm-hmm. right? And in, in, in order to make that connection with the consumer or prospect with their heart, you have to tell them a story. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you wouldn't miss that cue. I knew you wouldn't miss that cue. So to wrap up, tell me some of the elements of a story that make it work so much better than advertisement. It's, I mean, the number one is, is, is that human connection. It's the emotional connection. You know, it's, it's the reason why we network. Why is that human connection, the emotional connection. We want to touch people And so that's the number one element. The number two is you want to relate. What can you teach them? And so if it's uh, that starts off with asking yourself, what's the lesson? What do I want people to know? Whether it's about me, whether it's about this world and and why they should care. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is, is why should they care? And I think at the end of that, right, what you'll see is you'll see an impacted ROI. So if you tell a story, you tell it right, you tell it effectively, you're, you're talking about results that are four to 20 times greater than what, what they previously were. That's a huge impact because now you're creating brand loyalty through storytelling, through that emotional connection. 
There you go. Well, to wrap it up, finally, I will say this, that we've heard the phrase content is king. Last week, I heard someone crown video as the queen. And I'm here to say that the story is the knight in shining armor that protects them Ooh, both. Wee! Can I drop the mic now? Yes! Boom. <laughs> hey guys, I love it. Until next week, I'm A. Lee Judge. And I'm Dante, the PR guy Carter. <laughs> and this is The Business of Content. Catch you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Business of Content podcast. Brought to you by ContentMonster.com and Carter Media. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give it five stars and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. 